God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Buying a used car can be a tricky situation. There are so many factors to consider when it comes to establishing the car's true value. Honestly, how much is it worth? How old is it? What kind of condition is it in? How was it maintained? How many miles does it have? What is the history of the make and model of this car? There are so many factors that determine its value. So what determines your value or your worth? Is it all the things you've done in your life? What have you accomplished? Do you have any letters before or after your name? How big is your bank account? Where were you born? The list of factors can go on and on, but do any of these really determine your value or worth? What perspective will you use to determine your value or worth? Honestly, the one determining factor that is the most important is what does God see when he looks at us? If you feel you have little worth, today's episode will give you an understanding of your true worth. Give a listen. What value or worth does a newborn child have to their parents? A few minutes old, and yet the parents are ecstatic with joy for the birth of this child. The father takes the child into his arms and embraces it with great tenderness and joy. As the Heavenly Father spoke of Jesus in the moment after his baptism, his voice came from above saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus had not spoken one parable. He had not performed one miracle. Yet the Father was well pleased in him, not because of performance to make himself worthy, but simply because he was his beloved Son. This aspect of worthiness must never be forgotten. We must realize that our sonship is the basis of our worth before the Father. So I ask you the question today, where do you get your sense of worth? In Christ, I am a new creation. More than the temple, I am God's habitation. Focused on this, I can avoid the temptation to think that I have no worth. Before God, I am his beloved child. By the blood of Jesus, I am fully reconciled. Sanctified by the Spirit, no longer defiled. It is sonship that gives me my worth. On the cross, Jesus paid the full price. My righteous standing comes through his sacrifice. Nothing I can give would ever suffice to bring upon myself his worth. My true identity is only found in him. Knowing his victory, life is no longer grim. Receiving his love, my hope will never be dim. Upon this, I base my sense of worth. Jesus gave his life so that you would have life, and that is his sense of worth of you, his own life. There's a common phrase that is used these days concerning something that is absolutely amazing. It's commonly spoken of food and the like. Oh, that's to die for. That is hyperbole. That is exaggeration. There is nothing, no experience of any kind in the world that is worth dying for. Yet Jesus was shown a joy 
that sent him to the cross, whereupon he died for us. The joy that was shown him was your redemption, your salvation. He looked at you and said, Oh, that's to die for. The world usually measures our worth by our accomplishments, our accrued wealth, our academic achievements, and such. The poor and unaccomplished are of little worth to the world. Advancing in school and being a hard worker and earning a living are not bad things, but if that is what we base our worth on, we can forever be disappointed. There will always be somebody who is smarter than we are, more educated than we are. There will always be somebody who works harder and does more than we do. And there will always be somebody that has more wealth in the world. The challenge is comparing ourselves to them. In reality, as a child of God who fears the Lord and is obedient to God's word, that child of God is smarter and wealthier and can do more claiming one promise of the gospel than anyone in the world in their own strength and resources. Being loved by others gives us a sense of worth. So does not being loved by others mean we are of no worth? Unfortunately, too many people are judgmental and are prejudiced, and therefore their acceptance and love of others is minimal. Our worth must be based on the Father's love for us and on the love of Jesus to die for us. I am always amazed by the last phrase of Galatians 2.20, who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus died for the individual, not the masses. Each person is uniquely important to him. Jesus loves you. He loved you enough to die for you. That helps me recognize my value and worth. It's very easy for us to condemn ourselves when we haven't been obedient to God. Religion has piled great amounts of shame and condemnation upon us by replacing loving relationship with performance. There's a great record in the Gospel of Luke that teaches us a proper perspective of how our Heavenly Father deals with those who have strayed away and then returned. We find this record in the 15th chapter, starting in verse 20. It is the parable of the prodigal son. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. Most of us are familiar with the parable of the prodigal son. One of the sons of this father requests his inheritance and leaves and then squanders it on riotous living. He ends up working for a pig farmer. One day, while he is starving, he recognizes that his father's servants have enough and to spare, and he's dying of starvation. So he realizes it's time to go back home and confess his sin and request to be made a servant 
because he feels he is not worthy to be a son because of his actions. So he makes the far journey back home, which is his act of repentance, and he goes to the Father and confesses his sin. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. The prodigal son feels he has lost his right to sonship. Because of my sin, I am not worthy to be a son. His next statement was going to be, Make me as one of your hired servants. But the father interrupts him and reinstates him fully into the family. There is no loss of love from the father. The father rejoices over his son's return. He doesn't just clothe him. He tells his servants to bring out the best robe. He gives him a ring, which indicates he has authority to transact business in the name of his father. And he tells his servants to put shoes on his feet. Slaves went barefoot, not sons. And then the father throws a party for him. Here we see that it is the love of the father that establishes the worth of this wayward son. How often have we heard of a father disowning a child who has rejected him? For the son to demand his inheritance and then leave would have been disrespectful and humiliating to the father, and yet the father totally forgave him. Whatever might be endeavoring to make you think you are unworthy of the love of the father, it's time to proclaim the truth of God's love towards yourself. It says in John 17 that the father loves us as he loves Jesus. John 17, verse 23. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. As we have already seen from the baptism of Jesus, that the Father called Jesus his beloved Son, and was pleased with him before he started his ministry. Later we see that Jesus definitely developed the perfect track record. Listen to what it says in John chapter 8, verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Okay, so Jesus walked perfectly. He was tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. He's the only one who can say that. And even though we regularly disobey the Father as we turn to him and repent and ask for forgiveness. He is faithful and just to forgive us all unrighteousness because of the blood of Jesus. Even though we are not perfect, he loves us as he loved Jesus, who was perfect before him. Though we are not perfect in action before the Father, we are perfect before the Father because we are fully and completely identified with Jesus and his victory. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, that God chose us before the foundation of the world. He knew who you would be and what you would do, or not do, long ago. So the Father has never been caught off guard when you have fallen short. He knew that was coming, and yet he still chose you. He's never been surprised, and he'll never be caught off guard when you slip up. Imagine a good father watching his young child learning how to walk. What does that good father do to his little child when it falls? 
Does the good father yell at his child? Does the good father ridicule the child who is learning how to walk? Does the good father harm his child when he stumbles? This, again, is all related to performance. This is not about our relationship as a beloved child. And though we definitely need to walk in faith, which is one thing that pleases him, and though we need to walk in obedience, which is another thing that pleases the Father, our worth before the Father is all based upon the work of Jesus. It was his performance that reconciled us and brought us into a relationship with the Father that was and still is based on grace and mercy. Grace and mercy are not a free ticket to sin as we please. It is the ability to always return to the Father in repentance to receive his forgiveness and to recognize and receive his great love for us. In Christ I am a new creation. More than the temple, I am God's habitation. Focused on this, I can avoid the temptation to think that I have no worth. Before God, I am his beloved child. By the blood of Jesus, I am fully reconciled. Sanctified by the Spirit, no longer defiled, it is sonship that gives me my worth. On the cross, Jesus paid the full price. My righteous standing comes through his sacrifice. Nothing I can give would ever suffice to bring upon myself his worth. My true identity is only found in him. Knowing his victory, life is no longer grim. Receiving his love, My hope will never be dim. Upon this, I base my sense of worth. Heavenly Father, I come before you now in the name of Jesus and by his blood and pray for my brothers and sisters who have heard this podcast. I pray that you have touched their hearts and reassured them and reminded them of your great love for them that they can come to recognize that you sent Jesus to be our sacrifice so that we could come into your presence. Because of Jesus, because of his blood, because he has washed us clean, we are now able to come into your presence, to jump up on your lap and be embraced and loved by you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Amen.